This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1074, Four Terrible Reasons to Get Married, and Four Really Good Ones, part two, by Mark Manson of markmanson.net. Hello, everybody. Great to have you back here for part two with me, your host and narrator, Greg Audino. We started a great post yesterday from Mark Manson, so go ahead and listen to yesterday's episode if you haven't already. But if you have, before you forget what you listened to yesterday, we'll start part two now and continue optimizing your life. Four Terrible Reasons to Get Married, and Four Really Good Ones, Part 2, by Mark Manson of markmanson.net. The Should We Get Married Checklist. Alright, so you've determined that you're not thinking about getting married for the wrong reasons, but you're not out of the woods yet, my friend. Following are some of what I've determined to be the most important aspects of a relationship that bode well for a healthy and happy marriage. And even though I'm calling this a checklist, I'm not saying that this big of a decision can be boiled down to a few yes-no questions and that's it. But if your relationship doesn't have these things already, let's just say that it's going to be pretty hard to make a marriage work in the long run. Number one, you fight well. A healthy relationship is not a relationship without arguments. A healthy relationship is a relationship with healthy arguments. What I mean is that not only are fights inevitable in even the happiest marriage, they can actually be a good thing for the relationship if they are fought in a healthy way. That means that when you do get upset and argue with each other, you try to get to the root of the issue itself and you don't attack the other person for who they are. So, for example... Maybe your partner blew you off when you really needed them and you felt hurt by it. Instead of telling them that they're a heartless buttface who only cares about themselves, you should probably try to understand why you're so hurt in the first place and address that with them. Are you afraid of being left alone in times like this? And if so, do they actually understand that? Is there some way you can communicate when you really need them and are they willing to work with you on it? Most arguments in relationships come from a misunderstanding of emotional needs. But that also means there's an opportunity for both to A, figure out what each other's needs are, and B, learn how to get your needs met and meet the needs of the other person. And so, when done from a place of mutual respect for one another's needs, this is how arguments can be a healthy part of a relationship. And when you do fight, it's important that ultimately, you forgive each other, and you forgive yourself. You don't keep bringing up old issues, but instead, you acknowledge when someone messes up and you accept their apology, and they own up to it and change their behavior. But you also admit when you're wrong and forgive yourself for it 
instead of continuing to beat yourself up. Again, fights are inevitable, so you need to make sure you're fighting well before you get married. Otherwise, be prepared to deal with either a very short, tumultuous marriage or a very long, miserable marriage. Number two, you have similar worldviews and visions for your future. Stop and ask yourself this about your relationship. Are your lives going in the same direction, and do you share similar values? Or is there friction when it comes to big life decisions? Do your career aspirations and or lifestyles mesh well with one another? If one of you wants to be an actor and live in Los Angeles, and one of you wants to live a quiet life on a farm in Idaho, well, how exactly is that going to work? One of you will have to give up on your dreams, creating a downward spiral of resentment and regret, and then no one wins. Similarly, if one of you wants to spend your money on traveling and seeing the world, but one of you would rather buy a nice big house and stay home to take care of it, that's also a recipe for conflict down the road. Essentially, if one of you has to give up on your dreams, your career, your passions, it's just not going to work. One or both of you will wind up miserable and resenting each other. And if one or both of you have to suppress or change your values in some way, you're also in for a rocky marriage. Things like how to raise kids, or if you want them at all, religion, how you handle money issues, and so on. A lot of these things aren't sexy to think about, but again, any issues you have now in your relationship will be magnified in your marriage. And the bigger the issue, the harder it will be to ignore it for long. Number three, there's a strong friendship that underpins the relationship. A fact of any long-term relationship is that romance dwindles. Desire comes and goes, and life just happens sometimes. So it's best to have someone you can count on in other ways when these things do occur. You should be marrying someone who's not just an ideal romantic partner for you, they're also your friend. A good friendship involves accepting one another unconditionally, flaws and all. They might annoy you in some ways and upset you in others, but at the end of the day, you still want to be there for them and you want them to be there for you. You don't get sick of each other, but when you do need your space, neither of you takes it personally and you give it to each other. And maybe most importantly, you think in terms of we and us and not you and me. This is a product of having shared values that manifest as a solid, loving friendship. Of course, you recognize and respect one another's autonomy, but you're also a team working towards the same goals. If instead, you feel like the other person is always interfering with your independence, then you either have a mismatch in values, or you may have some avoidant tendencies you need to deal with. Either way, you need to work this out before getting married. Number four. You see marriage as an exciting option, not an obligation. Last, you shouldn't see getting married as something that you have to do for whatever reason. And I don't just mean someone giving you an ultimatum, we need to get married or I'm leaving, although that's definitely one giant red flag not to get married. But you shouldn't also feel like you have to get married because that's what people do, or because you've been with someone for a long time and feel like you owe it to them. A marriage, and any relationship really, is something that is created by two people. It's a project, not an obligation. And like any project worth doing in life, it can be challenging at times, but it should also be exciting, and in the end, worth it for both of you. You just listened to part two of the post titled, 
Four Terrible Reasons to Get Married, and Four Really Good Ones, by Mark Manson of markmanson.net. And a great ending to this post from Mark. I always love his work. He's made a lot of great points in both halves of this post across the last two episodes. I really like what he has to say about how the attributes of our relationships are only amplified with marriage. Now that being said, we need to know when our relationships have matured enough to have an accurate view of that. So a magical first date doesn't mean that a marriage is going to only make things more magical. You know, obviously you need to keep getting to know one another. And a great way of getting to know one another and staying up to date on the relationship and what we bring to it at any phase is to remember and be respectful of the fact that we can and do change as people. Say, for example, you're already married, even though you check off none of the good reasons to get married that we heard today. Well, you can always work on building a friendship. You can always discuss how your values and or worldview are changing and how to compromise on them. You can always bring more openness and communication to fighting and learn to fight better. So while Mark has laid out some key information for people considering marriage, it should also be leveraged for healthy change for those who are already married and going through some troubles. Food for thought, and needless to say, a couples therapist can be great for facilitating all of this. All is not lost. That is going to do it for me though, friends. Have a great Wednesday. I hope your week is going well so far, and be sure to come on back tomorrow as we will get back into some parenting content before the weekend. That's where your optimal life awaits.